1: hello welcome in it's the phnx cardinals podcast your premier arizona cardinal podcast check us out GoPhnx.com. like and subscribe leave us a five star i'm johnny venerable co-host bo brock and bo are you ready for a battery this weekend of one clayton tuning keontae ingram (laughs) in week nine i think that's what everybody signed up for this season am i correct
0: all the rage on the Twitter streets is uh, I didn't have that on my bingo card. So I think I'm yeah. going to tap into that trend. And yeah, Clayton Toon week nine. I, I, think, I think we had forecasted that we would probably see Clayton Toon in some shape or form before Kyler Murray returned. I don't think any of us anticipated, you know, Starbucks coming out with their Christmas holiday cup before Kyler Murray returned. But I had that's, some today, by the way. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I, I didn't anticipate that. But, you know, Clayton Toon looking like he's going to be the stopgap for at least one week. And then Mario Dermicado, fantasy footballers out there, uh, does not look like he is poised to start one more week in place of James Conner before he becomes eligible to return from IR in week 10 as well. Yeah. I mean, it,
1: listen, we've gone through it at nauseum. Kyler Murray's coming back next week. He's going to play the Atlanta Falcons. So Cardinal fans, get your thumbs out. You got, you know, uh, a four or five day span here. Uh, This podcast drops th- Thursday nights, Friday morning. We're almost there. It's like when you're 10 and you're waiting for Christmas and you're going to get a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo 64 and you're just literally counting the hours. That's that's what it is to be in the the post Joshua Dobbs Clayton Tune an era. And, and listen, maybe. Maybe there's some nice programming on Christmas Eve. You can get through it well with your family. You can get through a Clayton Toon start. And I'm I'm hoping to be surprised, Bo, because I think that at least with the uncertainty of what Toon is and isn't, we had a certainty of what Joshua Dobbs was. And Joshua mm-hmm. Dobbs was a quarterback that was getting worse by the week. So, you know, I'm fine with with throwing a curveball out there, but are you doing it, you know, at the at the expense of a guy who I mean Miles Garrett, DJ Humphries, and Clayton Toon, it's at some point Sunday are going to intertweave or interwind and it's it's gonna be rough. And we'll see if the you know the rookie out of Houston can can rebound and get out of it. You would you had given me some interesting data off air as it relates to Cleveland and, and what they could be susceptible to because it, mm-hmm. the you know we look at this Cleveland team, and it's like they're stacked, they're loaded defensively. But they when they've when they've seen a competent offensive coordinator in Shane Steichen and a quarterback that can move a little bit they've they've given up some
0: points and some big yards on the ground yeah i was just kind of uh trading i guess secrets with our <laughs> howard Balzer, who uh writes great work go phnx.com he's dialed yeah. in and he has you know uh people who cover teams all across the country all, all 32 nfl teams and he was he was talking to somebody who covers the browns and you know they were curious about the cardinals ability to run rpos and mm-hmm. run pass options for for the quarterback and of course, you know, Joshua Dobbs was was pretty rock solid as far as th- that goes w- while he was running the Arizona Cardinals offense. I mean, he was pretty much a lock each and every week uh, to get an explosive run, which is 10 yards or more. And, he, you know, he would he would cash in, I think, each and every week with at least a 20 up to 40-yard run and, and find the end zone. He, he had three rushing touchdowns. And, you know, you look at the statistics, like, of course, you see you know, I think this was PJ. Walker's first start for the Browns and they fell to Baltimore 28 to three and you look at the box score. And Lamar Jackson, of course, you know, you know Lamar Jackson, what he's capable of, even though the mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals were able to kind of bottle him up for just 17 yards of ground last week. but he had two rushing touchdowns, right? And then you look kind of down the line and you look at the the, the, the Indianapolis Colts game where they'd given up the most points they had all season long. And it's not Anthony Richardson, who's mm-hmm. a pretty damn good runner and great athlete, right? Uh, but it was Gardner Minshew, who had only thrown the ball twenty-three times in that game. He only rushed three times, but he found the end zone twice. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's it's just how uh, Jim Schwartz, how his defense is is plays so wide that it, is, as far as its pass coverage and, and how they get after the quarterback, uh, they will they will pretty much do that and and kind of allow that and be susceptible to the RPO or, or a quarterback kind of getting out and running a little bit. So something to look for. I mean, it still doesn't take away, you know, how good they are in coverage. You know, Baldy pointed out, everybody's going to point out to how sticky they are in coverage. And, and every guy, it seems like they, they deploy in the defensive secondary is is really rock solid. Somebody I remember scouting and looking at for the Cardinals late in the first round, a couple of drafts ago was, was Newsom out of Northwestern who's, really turned out to be a, a really good cover corner in this league.
1: Can I make a prediction right now? I did some digging, um, just now while you were breaking that down for everybody. Cause it's, I mean, it's really fascinating. No, <laughs> so, no, I'm being, I'm being dead serious because like you would think Dobbs, Kyler Murray, RPO, they would be susceptible to that. So let me throw a, a curveball at you. So tune will be in there, right? He'll get his mm-hmm. snaps. I think Rondell Moore is going to run the football this week. I think Keontae Ingram is going to run the football this week. There's an article on ESPN from 2020 from Mike Wells, who covers the AFC South. And at the time they were talking about emergency quarterbacks. You know who the emergency quarterback was for the Indianapolis Colts in 2020? It was not Pat McAfee. It was Zach Pascal. Could we see a Zach Pascal Wildcat formation at some point. I'll I'll put some money down. If I can do that right now with BetMGM, I will do that. Zach Pascal lining up in shotgun as as a Wildcat quarterback, ripping off RPOs with Rondell Moore, Keontae Ingram. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record right now. I think we see that at least one time on Sunday. So his what do you think his, about
0: his rushing totals, his attempts, you're hitting the over at 0.5 right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I may be like a rushing T D or a total touchdown, uh Via via MGM. I think that might be interesting because we know Michael Wilson's a game time decision at best with his shoulder. Feel like they're going to play it safe with him, like they do with everybody else. Pascal's going to be in there anyway, and that's why my brain immediately goes to like have I have I have I heard of him being an emergency quarterback before? And sure enough, he's got experience doing that. So they're going to like you always say, if somebody's active, they're going to use that piece mm-hmm. of the puzzle. If you can play in that sandbox, so.
0: Drew Petzing, let's see what you got this weekend. This is the kitchen sink game, isn't it? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you've you've weathered the storm as as much as you can, as best as you can, right? You you got as crafty as you possibly could. You scoured the trade market once you realized Colt McCoy couldn't be that bridge. Um, you, you've taken this this roster that's been put together by you know popsicle sticks and glue and and just trying to just get it to week 10 right to, to yeah. get Kyler Murray back get James Conner back um, and and this is just the the one hurdle this is the lone obstacle standing between like you and, and this fan base being really really irritated uh, with with you know uh, the uh, I guess a lack of, of competitiveness or, or a lack of you know really rock solid play from the quarterback position and yeah I, I don't doubt that they're gonna in a, in a conservative way, so they're not putting the Browns in striking distance. Like they're not going to put themselves in a position to to make catastrophic mistakes offensively that this Browns defense could outright win the game on their own. So, I, but I, I don't think that that's that's something that you're going to put anybody in harm's way with it. It it would it makes sense to me. I mean, any way you can supplement, any way you can back up a fifth round rookie making his first NFL career start. I, I I say go for it. when when better would when would you have the opportunity to do that? You don't want to do that when Kyler's coming back. No. And I like I we'd all be holding our breath
1: if, if he was playing this weekend. They're running him, right? You're not running mm-hmm. like, I'd be surprised if Kyler does ARPO next week. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll unleash him, but uh Zach Pascal via DraftKings, uh plus fifteen hundred to score this weekend against the Cleveland Browns. So maybe maybe dabble. Um with our friends at DraftKings or, or BetMGM. they are equal sponsors on this program. But you mentioned something uh, just now that I, it's interesting because I, I hope this is the last time we get to talk about it because I think it, the narrative is real, but then again, it's not a positive one, and that is just the kind of the animosity right now. I don't want to say the honeymoon period for Gannon is over because I think we both agree he's doing a hell of a job given the, the lack of talent, the talent deficiencies, as you just outlined. But, and I texted you this, like, People will give you the benefit of the doubt. If you play coy during a press conference and it results in production, it results in winning Mm -hmm. viability. But now this team one in seven, and in particular like one in seven earlier this year would have been easier to manage if you were getting consistent offensive production. You're not getting that anymore. They're a tougher watch lately. And then if you couple that with kind of the coyness, the I'll just call it like a little bit of misinformation as it relates to like Kyler Active, he's going to be active on Monday. Like that's different than saying we might activate him. I mean, they were pretty adamant. Like the plan is we're going to activate him for the game, and then they walked it back and Mm -hmm. they basically acted like that never happened. And there's animosity with this fan base right now. And I don't want to say it's not earned, but I I remember something that you and I talk about it very much of like let's not, you know, there's baggage with this team long before the new regime took over. So let's let them figure out their own way how to do things in 2023 and not lump that onto them. But, man, the, these scars are real with this fan base. They just mm-hmm. want to stop it in football. And then also for you to be honest with them as well. And that's, that's a tough thing for Gannon to, to try to toe tap here over the course of the next, you know, two months.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like that he's not not aloof, but he's, he's strategically oblivious to what the previous regime did. Yeah. I think that only benefits him. For him to to even kind of entertain like oh really like this is how long it's been bad and this is how like you're you're getting ptsd from it like no i mean i i can't help you because this is my show this is how i'm running things we're 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 moving forward we're not going to live in the past and understand this resembles to an extent you know some of the uh deficiencies and and with the, the previous regime absolute dysfunction uh, of how things were run, right? And in, in the fan base obviously has been here the entire time. Where JG, Monte uh, uh wholesale changes across the board. They weren't a part of that, so for to kind of uh, kind of blame them for that, I, I still caution fans for doing that. Like you can sit there and say, you feel like it's mismanaged, but it, with it being the plan the entire time, and them take some missteps and or misspeak on a couple things, key things, right? The quarterback, quarterback of an NFL franchise. People, I, I mean, it's all people care about respectfully. Right. Like Ex- if exactly. you're saying the plan but, is
1: for Amari DiMaccato to play this weekend and then they walk that back, nobody gives two shits about that. Right.
0: Right. But it, I mean, he never straight up said he's starting, but I think he was, he was trying to put up the illusion that Kyler Murray could start for the competitive advantage. I know that everybody scoffs at that, but um, the good thing is this whole charade, it ends it end there, there is an expiration date and it ends as soon as the final whistle blows on Sunday. And then once Monday rolls around and it's, it's week 10 and we're turning the page and you turn the page on not only, you know, Dobbs is gone in far in the rear view mirror could be looking at starting for the Minnesota Vikings. You're turning the page on a fifth round rookie in, in Clayton tune and whatever he does on Sunday. And you're turning the page on, you know, poor quarterback play potentially and in, in looking forward to, okay, what does Kyler Murray look like under JG and under Drew Petzing and running this new system? And can he knock the rust off? Can he be that guy that's signed the $230.5 million contract? But it, it's going to be a, a completely different day. And I think a lot of people will probably forget about how angry they are and frustrated they are right now as as they're just days away from the tune experience, tuning in to tune. Tuning in to tune, tune squad, tune in for your, you know,
1: daily dose of, you know, ineptitude offensively that hopefully is coming to a, a conclusion. And this team, listen, like it's, we've been on a little bit of a roller coaster. We talked about it before the season. This season had layers because of when and if Kyler Murray would return, what that would look like. Colt McCoy, Toon, Joshua Dobbs, now back to Toon. I mean, it's it's been a lot for fans to kind of embrace all while, you know, getting to know, I think, new faces and, and personalities and names on this team that maybe they weren't expecting to have such, you know, significant roles. So, I mean, it's, it's, this, this season's been a lot. It's been a lot, but at the same time, you know, we look at, you know, the Titans lost uh, to <clears throat> Pittsburgh, and Will Levis has been pretty, pretty competent, And, you know, that team is going to be in some games they're not supposed to be. But the talent deficiency is there. I bring that up because the Cardinals own uh, Bo Tennessee's third round pick. They've got pick uh, as it stands right now, 74. Uh, Arizona also picking 78 via Houston. And then, of course, has the first pick in every round because of subsequently their own pick uh, on top of Houston's 13th overall pick. I mean, like if you need any kind of guidance as to where this franchise is headed, uh, the the folks at Tankathon do a do a nice job outlining some hope for this franchise I mean <laughs> the, this this team right now it's a, it's a tough watch and mostly mostly because and coaching has overachieved mostly this year the talent deficiency is extreme um, and I think that's going to be evident on Sunday I mean the Browns defensive personnel any of their corners would start for Arizona they've got supremely gifted pass rushers their defensive tackles go three or four deep, their offensive line is very good. Like the, this is where the Cardinals, you know, I, I think Cleveland in a lot of ways, because of Stefanski and his relationship with Drew coming over from there, like in a lot of ways, it's like this is how the Cardinals want to be built. Then with a special player at quarterback and Cleveland thought they mm-hmm. were getting that in Deshaun Watson. Now the, the most recent thing we saw from Mary Kay Cabot, who does great work for the, I think Cleveland Plain dealer said mm-hmm. that he basically like 50, 50, he's very cool. I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to play, but he's doing more this week than he's done in weeks prior. Now you told me on Wednesday show, you would rather see uh, PJ Walker, Mr. XFL Mm -hmm. MVP, over Deshaun Watson. Are you standing by that? You don't, you would rather see PJ Walker. Who's, I mean, he's been playing Deshaun's off the couch this week. And Mm -hmm. the last time we saw him, he was throwing some of the most egregious interceptions of the season.
0: Yeah. And and PJ Walker is his number, like as bad as Watson's look, PJ Walker's look worse. I think he's got like one touchdown and five picks. I was talking, uh, I did a podcast in Cleveland today and they, I mean, from that, they've got 17 turnovers from, and, and the bulk of them are from the quarterback position. I mean, it mm-hmm. is just, Who it doesn't matter. I guess the good thing is no matter who's back there, they're turning the football over. And I, I think like when you talk about, you know, looking at Cleveland is maybe a stepping stone type comp, right? And you, you, you hope that the quarterback position, it, it plays a, a better uh, here in the desert, no matter who it is, if it's Kyler Murray, or if they, if they pivot off of them, like, it's so, like you can tell that this, and with m- many organizations, right. But especially with JG and, and Nick Rawlis and, and Petzing, like that they can really roll and move and be competitive as long as that position is not turning the football over, I mean it's just so key as far as what they try to do and how they hang games, especially with that that disparity in talent.
1: I'll be I'll I'll go out on a limb. I you know the Cardinals victim of a three zero plus turnover differential two weeks ago and lost the game by ten points. I think the Cardinals if they win the turnover battle on Sunday have a really good shot at, at winning this game because of how mm-hmm. often Cleveland does turn the football over. I think the Cardinal defense is going to put up a, another quality game. I would be shocked, Bo, if the message to Clayton Toon was not, we're going to play it safe, You know, make the plays that are there to be made, don't play hero ball, hang on to the football in the pocket, just give us the opportunity to play field position. Cardinals can do that outside of a hiccup with Matt Prater, uh, missing a field goal like their special teams are are really good. They're in the top 30 of the NFL and their defense is ascending. Can the offense just keep the train on the track, so to speak? I, I think 20 points wins this game for either team. I think if the Cardinals can somehow manufacture one, God forbid, two touchdowns and a couple of field goals like this, this is a winnable game for them with even with Clayton Toon. The easiest way to lose it is turning the ball over, giving the Browns a short field and vice versa. Like, I think Cardinals offensive line is competent enough with their run game, top 10 in the NFL, to run on Cleveland and to manufacture some yards. And, and you said, like, empty your bag of tricks. You know, the the pressure absolutely is on Cleveland. I mean, they're an eight, eight and a half point favorite. You could argue, like, their their season's kind of on the line, too. Like, if Watson mm-hmm. plays, it's like, okay, here's a cupcake for you. This team's got one win. They're picking first in the draft. I, I think he's going to be playing... Maybe a little stiff, and I it again. The wheels fall off. This is a game where if the Cardinals lean at halftime, I feel really good about their chances in the second half.
0: Assuming yeah, they hit under the ball, it's it's going to be. And this this has been the recipe for when they when they were running at a high level offensively, and they were for three games this, this year. And using like the, the Colts as the blueprint, the game with Gardner Minshew, um, who who you know you you would probably you would take Gardner Minshew over a fifth round rookie right now out of, out of Houston who was playing rice last year. Um, I would but it's like, okay, you're not going to throw the ball a lot. You're going to really try to establish a run that involves tune himself, you know, RPOs. Like we said, the kitchen sink, maybe Pascal, definitely Rondell Moore, Keontae Ingram, probably Tony Jones Jr. Who's signed to the active roster who has shown he can be a productive back, especially in close in the red zone. He scored two two touchdowns in a prime time game this year for the Saints. Um, but then you have to be accurate and, and hit on some explosive plays in the passing game. It sure. has to happen. If it doesn't happen, like, and, you, and I brought up the stickiness of, of the secondary, but you look at that Colts game, I mean, Josh Downs had a big catch, for 59 yards. Pittman had one for 75 yards. Alec Pierce had one for 32 yards. Jonathan Taylor had a had a long of 20. Like those are those are all those are all explosive pass plays. Like if you mm-hmm. can, I think if you can get three explosive pass plays and and keep the run game established, you're going to be in a good spot. And, and then the turnover battle.
1: Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. Like there there's a there's a key to to. To victory here more so than I thought, even last weekend. You know, I, I Clayton too, notwithstanding. Like this line with Joshua Dobbs. What do you think it is? Probably about the same. Probably eight points, maybe seven yeah. points. I mean, I I think the only the only person that changes this line is the person that's getting activated next week.
0: Mm-hmm. So Vegas
1: is telling you. I mean, they're pr- pr- pretty interchangeable. And again, you get the one benefit. You only get this one time. And it's a guy's NFL debut. And you, you, I mean, Will Levis last week, four touchdowns in his debut. And then tonight he was still solid, but he threw an interception. Didn't have, I mean, you get a week of tape Ask Dobbs and the Cardinals, the more tape people got on Dobbs, it was easier to defend him. So again, like I, I know we've kind of, I think the beginning of this week, there was kind of the, even though we felt pretty confident, Kyle wasn't playing the, maybe for me, the false hope that Gannon gave. It's like, what are we doing with jo- with um clayton tune and, and how can kyler be active now it's like we come to grips on the reality and the reality is clayton tunes playing so we have to assess that at face value um because there was no realistic scenario in which now that we sat here for five days that kyler murray's gonna play this game so knowing that it's like okay this is what we have and what we have is a fifth rounder who's making his nfl debut for a team that has the worst work record in the NFL against a, a top defense. How, how can you, you know, manipulate this to the point where, I mean, once upon a time, the Cardinals went into Detroit, Detroit was one 11 and one. And the Cardinals mm-hmm. were like a 12 point favorite and they got their shit rocked. Now that was more of a, of a fraudulent team. And I, I, I think Cleveland is not immune to losing this game to the Cardinals based on coaching alone. Like I think Stefanski's good, But I I also think like it's a very volatile situation because of what's happening at their quarterback position. This is this is not the stability that we've seen some of these other teams that have had at quarterback It really feels like for the first time since week one and week two that they've gotten to face a a below average quarterback because it's been murderous Mm -hmm. role like Super Bowl winners Lamar Jackson mixed in, you know, Brock Purdy was playing really well. So I think that's also where a lot of the frustration is like, can we have the advantage one time? Can Kyler Murray play this game? We have the advantage one time at quarterback this season, but it's, I mean, I'm going to have to say that for Kyler Murray versus Taylor Heineke a week from Sunday (laughs) stadium.
0: Yeah. And and the one thing like is is impressive as the Browns are in coverage, they don't, they don't get their hands on a ton of footballs. I mean, they have the same amount of picks as the Arizona Cardinals this year in five. Um, I, I looked at their giveaway. They've got 11, they've thrown 11 picks this year. It, it really, like, is is everybody's high on this defense. Like, they're high on the defensive front. Like, yeah. they're, they're high on their coverage ability, and that helps, and, and that's probably elevated from what Miles Garrett does. Um, you know, Yellow Frodoholt has some experience. He tried to break it down. Like, he's, he knows his bag of tricks that you're going to get from 95, but, you know, he's, he's going to throw something at you, and he's just going to outplay you most of the time, right? So, but... Man, I mean, if if there ever was kind of a, a trappy situation, it just feels like, it, but it, it comes down to, you know, can, can Clayton Toon, can he not be the worst quarterback on the field on, on Sunday? I mean, it's not that big of a challenge, P.J. Walker, but it also is his first career start against the Miles Garrett-led defense. Give
1: me an over-under for attempts for for Clayton Toon on Sunday like over under
0: realistically that you think they would like for him to throw. I mean, if they, if they aren't chasing points, you would like to keep it under 24 and a half. Mm-hmm. I was That's thinking ideal. 20, I was thinking right at 25. Yeah.
1: Can he, can he complete half of those passes? Can he get to 15 of 25 in this game and keep you in a one score game
0: Keontae anger if, to me. I think if that's his stat line, like if he if he throws if he if he throws under twenty five times, the Cardinals are, gonna, are winning this football game. Don't you think? I don't know, man. I I also think there's a there's a a
1: potential for if if this game is ugly and and they're down, could the Cardinals just opt to say we don't want to get our young guy killed in a position where he, they're going to have to have a single tackle lined up against Miles Garrett. And the defense knows that they're going to throw three straight possessions. Like I talked about it on yesterday's show. The Cardinals are the number one team in the NFL. After you have an incomplete pass on first down that you run it, they run it hundred percent of the time on second and 10. Yeah. So, and that, that was with Joshua Dobbs. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I can't imagine. I would say like the 70, 30 is where they'd like to be run to pass this Mm -hmm. weekend, 65, 45. But I don't know, man, something tells me it's like, can we, and you'll, you'll never say this to your fan base. And certainly you won't say this to the team, but it's like, can we just survive this game? It's a big reason why like <laughs> Michael Wilson, I only is going to play in De Mercado. It's like, can we, can we, can we keep it competitive? Our defense, I I'm, I'm sure this is going to be the kind of game where Gannon and Rollins get to the, we have to shut them out. Can we shut them yeah. out guys? Can you make a, can you make a play on the ball? Like Buddha or Jalen, can you get your hands on the football? Can you take one back? Can we have a special teams score? Like that's what it's going to have to be. You're gonna have to play perfect football on, on both of those units. And, I am so confident with how those units are playing against better offensive teams like I expect this to be a one possession game at halftime either way. And that's again that's where the temptation would have been with number 1 dressing this week and that's why that would have been really stupid of them if
0: they were committed to doing that as QB2. So yeah, I'm glad they're not doing that. There's there's a ton of unknown here and, and the conversation obviously is so focused on the quarterback, right? But if I see DJ Walker look like he did two years ago against this Cardinals defense. I'm gonna be pretty bummed out. I don't think he will.
1: You don't. Th- <laughs> you don't have renewed hope with how Garrett Williams is playing and Jalen and yeah, Buda. No, I am. I
0: am. I just don't. I I, I, I just don't want him to be the quarterback thing. Figures I it out. I think something. Deshaun's playing. I think it's they're the- gonna play Deshaun Watson.
1: You do? Yeah. Well, all right. I think Deshaun's gonna play. I, and I think Dejon's going to have a couple turnovers. I think the Cardinals are going to get their hands on some footballs this weekend.
0: Right.
1: No Nick Chubb. You, know, you got an 80-year-old Kareem Hunt, who I wanted, you know, <laughs> and Jerome Ford's banged up. I mean, like, their their offense isn't too far close to, like, what the Cardinals' offense is right now. It's a pretty good That's offensive it. line, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Treder and those guys, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good offensive line. Treder still plays for them, I think. I can't remember Batonio and all those guys. Mm -hmm. They've always had good offensive lines, but I mean, they took the Jedrick Wills and they're fine. They're they're they're. I like Stefanski. Browns fans. He's all you know. Remember what the Browns were before Stefanski's. He's got an identity, and I think the Cardinals are wise to kind of copy what they do in the run game because it's one of the most successful run games in the NFL, and it's Mm -hmm. why I think Cardinal. I mean, the Cardinals' identity is running the football. When's the last time Mm -hmm. you could say that? So. I don't know I if you allow Miles Garrett to wreck this game like he single-handedly won games for them this year so yeah like the Cardinals don't run left particularly well at all so Mm -hmm. I think it's an easy choice where you want to be running right at this weekend (laughs) no DJ here here's what I will say DJ Humphries has been up and down this season to put it lightly I don't want him back on this team next year I think he's too old and expensive and I think he's He's on the downside of his career, especially if you can get a Joel or somebody like that. If DJ Humphries has a good game and gets miles Garrett and we, we sit back and it's like the fourth quarter and he hasn't done much. I'll, I'm ready to give DJ Humphreys his, his, his flowers. But if he looks like ass this weekend, I'm going to have real concerns about him protecting Kyler Murray over the next eight games. Cause he's, he was better last weekend and Britton pointed that out on our post game show, but two weeks ago in Seattle, he was
0: bad. Yeah. Nine sacks or forced fumbles. What a monster. It's, uh, He's a game wrecker. He's, he's confirmed war daddy over there from JG. So um, We'll have the full preview. We'll have the full breakdown. We'll have our key matchups and our players of the game, the path to victory for the Arizona Cardinals on a Friday edition of PHX Cardinals 430, right? Hanging out. No more World Series games uh, to get you out to. So. It's just us, baby. That's what it's you, got. It's you all got. You got the get. one in seven team. And uh, hey, Suns are under 500, too, so it's it, times are tough, as my co-host likes to say sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time, because a- times are tough
1: here. <laughs> oh, that fever dream of going to the World Series. That's over. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the 11 o'clock window where Clayton Tune leads the one in seven Arizona yeah. Cardinals. Get back but- down here into the abyss. That's yeah. right. Get your shoes on. Get your boots on. Get your your slop coat. I'm yeah. going to tell you right now, though, Never have I felt more optimistic because this is like we're putting the end of 2023 and 2023 1A is over on Sunday. 1B starts on Monday. That's a that's a a feeling like that's how unprecedented the situation is. You get like a second season starting next week. It's pretty awesome if you're a Cardinal fan, Bo.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, You are just 36 hours really. (laughs) from that happening it's definitely not coming minutes (laughs) yeah we're we're in the red zone baby it's uh it's exciting it's it's about second or third and goal and we'll see if we can if we can punch it in uh just have to avoid a pick six going the other way (laughs) i can (laughs) just i can
1: just taste draft season with kyler murray in the fold and watching endless youtube clips of marvin harrison jr spliced together with Murray throws. People will be doing
0: that. I'll be injecting all of it. And I'm ready. I for think that I saw D- my reality. first mock. I think I saw my first mock with Marvin Harrison Jr. Going one, one to the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Be fucking nuts, but be here for it. to the yeah. best player in the draft. would be pretty awesome. Uh, you guys are awesome. Like, and subscribe to this podcast. If you have not done so already, follow it here uh, and leave us a five star. Really appreciate It helps move the show around check us out friday i think i saw jessica
0: left a, a really great note um, oh nice friend of the uh, show a couple of them. yeah jessica's always in the chat appreciate her dropping that uh, also let's pull them up a couple of them. yeah we got we got, we got jessica
1: we got let's see here this is this is bad podcasting live but edgar Edgar's Thanks, edgar got five star superstar man's fantastic jf c n c y saying listen every single day uh, you guys are crushing it, man. We appreciate all of you, the reason we get to do this. Um, we'll see you guys on Friday, live, 4.30, PHNX Sports on YouTube. For Bulbrock, I'm Jenny Venerable. See you
0: then. We